We've been talking about this uh, living wage. Tim Hudak had some interesting insight. And always bear in mind that Tim Hudak is an economist. So uh, he takes a look at the math of something like this and comes back with a fairly educated view. But this is an organization called the Ontario Living Wage Network. And they've calculated to live in Toronto, to live decently in Toronto and be able to feed and shelter yourself, you have to make at least $25.05 an hour. Joining us from the Ontario Living Wage Network is Craig Pickle uh, Pickthorn. It's nice to have you. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me, John. Can we actually start? I mean, I don't know if you were listening earlier in the show, but Tim Hudak was kind of wondering who you folks are, the Ontario Living Wage Network, because I think that kind of informs the research to a degree. So uh, who's, who, you know, who are you guys? I'm sorry I missed that segment. Uh, we are a collection of uh, advocates for living wage across the province. At uh, some point in around 2016, we decided that we're going to do the living wage calculation every year in the very same way, coordinate our efforts. Um, So they're local United Ways, they're uh, economists, researchers, and advocates. Uh, You know, fast forward to 2023, we're a staff of two with a volunteer board, and we certify living wage employers, and we conduct 10 local living wage calculations. Okay. Help me with the math then. How do you go about calculating how much somebody needs to make in order to pay the bills? I guess you got to come up with what the bills are. Exactly. Yeah. So we look at all the expenses that a worker would have to cover in order to make ends meet where they live. Obviously, the big ones are shelter costs, uh, food, transportation, and childcare. We also look at things that I think we can all agree upon are important as well as uh, such as uh, high-speed internet access and a mobile plan, um, you know, non-OHIP medical. Then we actually factor in any applicable government taxes, transfers, or benefits. And what we get in the end is an hourly wage that someone must make in order to make ends meet where they live. And does that include the means of um, saving money for the future, or is that off the list? No, so there is uh, several things that are not included in that, like um, debt servicing, um, retirement savings, uh, home ownership. We only include costs for rentals uh, in our our uh, calculations. Uh, so it's a modest existence, but it is something that's a lot more uh, closer to reality than, say, the minimum wage, which is set politically. So, uh, looking at Toronto, the most expensive jurisdiction, $25.05 an hour. Minimum wage, provincially, is $16.55 an hour. That's quite the spread. Yeah. So, if you were working full-time at minimum wage in Toronto, uh, you'd be short by almost $300 a week in being able to make ends meet. And, in fact, there's there's no place in the province, John, where you can work a full-time job at minimum wage and be able to make ends meet. I mean, what else is work for if not to pay your bills? But there's no place you can do it in Ontario on minimum wage. Would you advocate for minimum wage to be a regionally specific thing, or is that unworkable? I mean, yeah, ideally I'd be out of the job and the government would just adopt our uh, calculation work and just that would be the minimum wage. But unfortunately, you know, one has to be realistic. Um, there are other ways that the government can, the provincial government can impact our living wage calculations. I'll give you an example. Uh, a couple of years ago, the government brought in uh, a child care subsidy that had a huge impact on our calculation because child care is one of the big four costs that we look at. So it, 
we really have the collectively the power to impact affordability. Imagine if they did that same thing for say uh, those that are renting at the bottom of the wage scale or food costs. You know, the the affordability can be is a, a huge lever that uh, the Ontario government has. And I mean, moving forward, I don't imagine, given how much resistance this particular administration showed to increasing the minimum wage in the first place, I don't imagine they're about to embrace your report. No, no, though, for the last couple of years, they do choose to make some kind of big announcement on the uh, on the first day of living wage week, which is when we announce our rates. Uh, But uh, I'm sure that's just a pure coincidence. Okay, thank you very much for this. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. Take care. Craig Pickthorne is at the Ontario Living Wage Network.